the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. During the day, then we kick back and relax in the evenings. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. North Korea has launched more ballistic missiles into the sea as the U.S. sent two supersonic bombers over South Korea as tensions rise in the region. South Korean authorities have confirmed four North Korean short-range missiles flew about 80 miles towards their western sea. The North has tested more than 30 missiles in one week alone, including a recent intercontinental ballistic missile. That That is correspondent Karen Chamis reporting a big transition coming across most of the country. And it has nothing to do with the election. Daylight saving time is out. Standard time is in this weekend, beginning at 2 a.m. local time Sunday and lasts until March 12th. Remember to set your clocks back one hour before going to bed tonight. Hawaii, American Samoa, Guam, Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and most of Arizona do not observe daylight saving time. Ron DeRockster reporting. And this is SRN News. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you've bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results. The same care that we deliver our radio content to you is the same we do with all our digital marketing services. So reach out to us at SalemSurround.com today and we'll consult with you about your individual needs and create a customized plan to actually do what you need your investment to do. That's SalemSurround.com, a full-service digital marketing solution for your business. Relief factor, pain relief, it's natural pain relief that works and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Thousands of young people are dying from counterfeit prescription drugs laced with lethal doses of fentanyl. Never take a pill unless it comes from your pharmacist. We lost my 18-year-old son who had a very bright future ahead of him, and it was stolen. Just one counterfeit pill laced with fentanyl can kill. Visit OnePillKilled.org. OnePillKilled.org. OnePillKilled.org to learn more. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for being with us today. Uh, and it is my, my great pleasure to welcome uh, to the King Banyan Show Marion Tupi, who, um, who is a senior fellow at the Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity at the Cato Institute. Um, I've heard about him. I actually have, uh, uh, Dr. Tupi, I have both of your books that, I, that I'm aware oh, cool. of, at least. Uh, so I, literally, I bought your book before I heard I could interview you. So 
So I want you to know. I want you to know this is very fortuitous because I already have quest- I already had questions about the book even before I knew I was having you on. Good morning. How are you today? Uh, good morning, and thank you for those very kind words. Uh, it means a lot to me. Thank you very much for getting the books, and I'm uh, delighted to be on your show. Yeah, uh, I have your first book, Ten Global Trends Every Smart Person Should Know, with written with Ron Bailey. That sits that sits in my office here at the university as sort of a a, a, a curative for uh, people who come in with the wrong ideas about economics. Uh, <laughs> I, I I find it's helpful. Uh, oh, here, take a look at this picture because uh, <laughs> it's such a lovely book. But your new book is is called Super Abundance, and you had me the minute. At the beginning of the first chapter, you quote Thanos from Avengers Infinity War, right? I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, so this is going to be good. All right. I also, by the way, getting ready to talk with you today, I brought my copy from the house of uh, The Ultimate Resource 2, Julian Simon's magnum opus. Um, So I am prepared. I I feel, you know, it's like you're touching all the buttons here. But you had an article uh, on Town Hall uh, in September. that talked about whether or not we have an underpopulation problem. This is so odd, right? It ties to the Thanos. It ties to all of these things. What do you get people say to you? I mean, so first of all, give us the premise, the premise that you're working from. How could it be that we actually have too few people on the planet rather than too many? Well, uh, sure. Happy to do so. Um, one of the greatest American economists still alive today, um, Thomas Sowell, likes to say that the caveman had exactly the same amount of resources that we do today. And the difference between his standard of living and our standard of living is the knowledge, the new knowledge that we can bring to bear on the resources that we have. Um, and that is true. The world uh, has a finite number of atoms, be they copper or zinc or water. Um, but uh, the value that you can create from those atoms is basically infinite. Um, so it is because it is only human beings who are capable to produce that knowledge. It's only human beings, not machines or deities, that can have an idea which then leads to an invention and to innovation that improves uh, productivity and standards of living, um, that really is what matters. It's new ideas, and only people can have them. So basically, the basic premise of the book is, if you want more knowledge, if you want more ideas, then we can only get them from new people. And do we have an underpopulation problem? The answer to that question is possibly. In 107 out of 190 countries in the world, people are already having fewer babies than, in, than is necessary for a replacement level. So replacement means you keep the populations, uh, you know, even. And for that, a, an average woman has to have 2.1 babies per lifetime. And now in 107 out of 190 countries, it's fewer than that. Even in the United States, native-born American women have 1.7 children. And that means that at some point in the future, probably in about 2060, the world's population is going to start declining. And at that point, of course, we might have too few people to have the economic growth that we've been accustomed to. Well, okay, so let's start, let's start with, let's keep working on this point. So you say 107, 107 countries of, of about 190 countries, nations in the world, um, already have birth rates below the replacement level. Okay, there are people who there are people who would say that's that's actually good, not bad, because we're putting too many strains on the resources and particularly the environmental factors here would be too would are great. And so maybe we should be having this happen. So I have two questions to that. Let me ask you that question first. What's your answer when they say this is putting too many strains on the resources of our of our world? Well, um, the only way that you can know whether resources are becoming scarcer or more abundant is by looking at prices. And what we found is that uh, resource prices, uh, going back all the way to 1870, have been basically collapsing. Relative to wages, you can now afford much more than before. Um, whether you look at things that you eat or fuels or minerals or, or whatever raw materials, basically, basically everything is getting cheaper, which means that we have more of it than before. And, you know, how is that possible? It's possible because when uh, you, because human beings are innovative. So, for example, 
we can uh, become more efficient. Uh, a can of Coke used to weigh three ounces of tin. Now it weighs half an ounce. Uh, we can substitute. If you are running out of one product, you can substitute something for it. We, don't, we no longer kill whales in order to, get, in order to make candles. We use electricity. Um, um, and, of course, if prices of something go up, then you have more of an incentive to look for additional deposits, which is why we have more known reserves of oil today than we, hit, than we did 100 years ago. So connect this, if you would, uh, if, you, if you would, connect this as well uh, to the work you've done on the, on the body of knowledge given to us by uh, Julian Simon. I mentioned in the intro that uh, I brought my copy of The Ultimate Resource. I keep this, I keep this at the house because sometimes I, sometimes I decide I want to argue on Twitter, and this is a great resource to do that. <laughs> but uh, how, 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 does that con- how does that connect? Because that really is the basics of your, of your book with Gail Pooley, Superabundance, right. yes. is trying to get at this question of the resource cons- using a, a different way of measuring how That's expensive right. resources are. That's right. So Julian Simon was the original genius. Um, he died, unfortunately, young in uh, 1996 or 98, was it? But mm-hmm. the point is that he was the one who stood alone, almost alone, against the doom and gloom of the 1960s and the 1970s and 1980s. Whilst people were getting prizes for arguing that the world was going to run out of resources because of population growth, he was arguing the opposite. And he made a famous bet with Paul Ehrlich from Stanford University. Paul Ehrlich was arguing prices of resources were going to go up as population grew. Simon said, no, they were going to go down as population grew. And Simon won that bet uh, in 1990 when the, when, when, when the wager came to an end. Um, but the problem that we had with the wager is that it only looked at real prices of resources. Uh, your listeners may be familiar with inflation. Just about everybody is thinking about it right now. And real price mm-hmm. just means price adjusted for inflation. If you want to know if something is getting more expensive or less expensive, you have to adjust it for inflation. The problem with real or inflation-adjusted price is that it is not looking at what is happening in your pocket. It's not, hap- it's not looking at what's happening to your wages. Um, therefore, we have come up with the concept of time price. Time price basically is nominal price divided by nominal hourly wage and uh, at, at the start of the analysis and then at the end of the analysis. So basically, what you are doing is, uh, you know, if, if a Hershey bar costs you a dollar and you're making $10 an hour, then you know that you can afford 10 Hershey bars. If in 20 or 30 years' time, the Hershey bar suddenly costs but you are making $30 an hour, then you can get 15 Hershey bars. So basically, time price just measures cost of things in terms of minutes and hours of work rather than adjusting it for inflation. And we think that's a better way of measuring things because you don't have to rely on the Federal Reserve or anybody else telling you what the inflation rate is. Um, And you can make comparisons between countries uh, without having to account for exchange rate, because a minute of time in China is the same as minute of time in the United States. Right, and I've tried to do this. I so I, I you might not know this this much about me. I, I'm currently a, a dean here at the Saint Cloud State University, but I've taught economics for for thirty plus years. And one of the cor- one of the courses I teach is development economics, and I I, act, I try to actually do that kind of measure, not only using more recent information in the United States, but do it around do it around the world. Is it comparable? The question that I get asked by my students is, is that even comparable to actually talk about going back 100 years, 200 years, 300 years or so? Do you find what, – what does your research show on those kinds of questions? Well, sure, yeah, so long as you're comparing like with like. So, uh, you know, a five, five pounds of potato uh, would have been the same in 1850, which is when our analysis starts, uh, as it would be in 2022. It's just – five pounds of potato or a pound of bananas or six oranges or a pound of beef. We always look at stuff. We always compare like with like. Um, and when you look at that, then extraordinary things appear in front of your eyes. Uh, for the period between 1850 and 2018, we found that a typical American worker, let's say somebody in manufacturing, blue collar worker, saw his 
uh, the time price of commodities declined by 98%. That's, that's extraordinary when you think about it. Um, and, and, and we see these kinds of relationships throughout the world, really, and across time. So, yeah, that would be my answer, is that, yes, you can do it so long as you're comparing like with like. Conversely, right. it, you could probably not do it. Conversely, you could probably not do it with an, uh, uh, comparing an iPhone today with an iPhone from 10 years ago, because that's a different animal altogether. Yeah, I, exactly. Well, I think actually one of, one of my students made the point that work isn't like what it was 150 years ago, that work 150 years ago was far more dangerous and far more far more difficult on the body than it is today. So perhaps the fall in price is even greater than what we what we were saying. Yes, do, you, do you buy that at all? Um, yeah. It is, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, this is a very conservative estimate. Another way in which this is a conservative estimate is that, of course, we are looking only at the living standards of blue-collar workers and unskilled laborers, somebody like, like a janitor, for example. We are not looking at the average American uh, worker who is, who is even richer and therefore so even greater gains. But we just wanted to look at the people at the bottom uh, of the income ladder uh, who are using or consuming basic stuff like, uh, you know, uh, meat and uh, vegetables and uh, fruit and things like that. Great, great. Okay, so I need to I need to take a quick break here. Uh, we're t- visiting this hour with uh, Marion Tupi uh, from the Cato Institute. His book with uh, Gail Pooley, Superabundance, uh, is as they say on bookstands now, uh, and of course in your favorite online shops. Uh, be sure to pick it up. Superabundance.com is the website. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This Veterans Day, Blinds.com salutes the heroes who served our nation, honoring them by passing along huge savings to everyone, up to 50% off site wide. Holiday savings start right now during our Blinds.com Veterans Day sale. From blinds, drapes, and shutters to convenient motorized shades, Blinds.com makes upgrading your whole home easy and affordable. And Blinds.com has all the latest styles, fabrics, and materials to choose from to make your home look its best this season. Need help making a selection? Our design experts are always here for live consultations. Need help measuring or installing? We've got you covered there, too. Plus, everything's backed by Blinds.com's 100% satisfaction guarantee. See for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Shop the Blinds.com Veterans Day Sale now through November 11th and save up to 50% off everything. Get up to 50% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Wally Langfellow and Eric Nelson from Minnesota Score Radio's 10,000 Takes, talking about Minnesota's 10,000 losing teams. Wild Wolves, Gophers, Twins, Vikings, you name it, we'll cover it. Will any team step up and give Minnesota's long-suffering fans something to cheer about? If they do, we'll tell you about it on 10,000 Takes. 10,000 Takes, weeknights at 5, here on the Fizz 1440. Twin Cities Business Radio. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. 
Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Schedule a free consultation at keeganlawoffice.com. That's K-E-E-G-A-N lawoffice.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440, visiting uh, for another segment here with uh, Dr. Marion Tupi from the Cato Institute. His book with Gail Pooley, Superabundance, now uh, available on all your uh, online and retailers, hopefully hopefully in a few stores, too, because I still like physical copies of books. Uh, welcome back, Dr. Tupi. Uh I, I have I could I could do a lot more with you, but I'm just I, I've got to hold myself to two to two further questions because uh, I'll take a little time to play out. One of one of them would be thinking about why is it that you know we talked about the lack of the lack of population growth, right? In all of these countries, 107 you cited in the previous segment. What's causing that? Why why are we seeing uh, lower uh, lower birth rates uh, and falling below the the replacement level? Sure. Uh, it's a very important question. Thanks for asking that. I think that uh, we need to look at positive reasons or good reasons for declining population and then bad reasons for declining population. So the good reason, uh, it seems to me, is that basically it's rising opportunity costs for women. Basically, if uh, you are uh, you know, women have entered the, the, the labor market. Uh, they, they are working now throughout the West. And um, um, staying at home is basically too expensive uh, in terms of opportunity cost, how much they would, could be earning uh, in the marketplace. Um, uh, basically, with education, with higher education, and with greater wealth uh, in all countries, women stop having as many children. Another positive reason why people are having fewer children is because fewer children die. So you no longer uh, need to have a lot of spares, so to speak, because you can expect that uh, you will be outlived by your children. Now, the negative reasons uh, which are exacerbating this trend and we need to be aware of would be things like, for example, the very high cost of um, um, childcare, which is partly driven by excessive regulation. Um, Excessive cost of housing. Um, a lot of lot of families are postponing uh, having children because they are concerned about being able to pay for houses, and that can be blamed on nimbyism and all sorts of things that you, as an economist, will know. And finally, and this is what we try to address in the book, uh, the other, uh, the, the final bad reason why people are not having children is because they are freaked out about the the environment. Basically, in the book, we point to uh, quite a few public opinion polls throughout the world, and people are saying, uh, people are basically concerned about the future of humanity and the future of the planet. Uh, Large chunks of uh, people in the West believe that the world is going to end in some form or another, and they believe that uh, bringing a child into the world is an act of selfishness or alternative cruelty. And so this book... Um, doesn't answer all the questions. It, it is uh, much more narrow in its scope. It's basically just telling people, look, if you are not having children because you're concerned about the end of the planet because we are running out of resources and things like that, you don't have to be worried about that. There may be other reasons why you decide not to have children, but this shouldn't be one of them. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's very well said. I, I, I... I, I appreciated that you talked about some of the other negative aspects of this, as well as the positive aspects. We're not saying we're not saying well, the goal should be to have as many children as possible. That that, that, that okay, all goals fight with other goals, right? That and that certainly is reason. That's a reasonable thing. The uh, the part though that I, uh, I, the part that I think is important is is has that attitude about endangering the planet. Is that new, or is that something that you found historical precedent for? Um, well, in the book, we explore the idea that uh, environmentalism, extreme environmentalism, is really a new kind of religion. That as traditional forms of religion are declining around the world, 
people still in general, even the secularists, they still need to have a sense of the transcendental. They have to commit their lives to uh, something larger than themselves. In the past, it would be religion, um, you know, traditional religion, Christianity, Judaism, Islam, whatever. But as those slowly decline, certainly in the West, people still need to have a transcendental meaning in life. And so a lot of them are picking up uh, in extreme environmentalism as a substitute for traditional religion. And every religion, uh, every major religion I'm aware of, has an apocalyptic aspect to it. Uh, every major religion has some sort of an eschatology, be it cyclical, that uh, the world declines and then is reborn, or having a final end, like in Judaism and Christianity, um, the, the, there is the final end, the, the, the end of days, the judgment day, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so environmentalism has many aspects of, of traditional religion, when you think about it. Um, they have their own um, Garden of Eden, which would be the world be before industrialization. They have their own saints, like uh, Greta Thunberg or Al Gore. They have their own priesthood, the IPCC. And they even have indulgences, which allow people like um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio to fly around the world in a private jet and then uh, give a few thousand dollars to a green cause. And uh, all of his sins are washed away and he can still be recognized and celebrated as a great environmentalist. So that would be my answer to that question. Yeah, uh, thank you. I, uh, uh, a lot more I could say about that, but I only have a few more minutes, and I'm actually going to ask you to help me with something. I, someday soon, will probably go back to teaching uh, the principles of economics in a classroom. Reading, your, reading this book and reading and thinking, thinking about this, because I haven't been in a classroom full-time for eight years now, um, I, I've been thinking about how I actually do the very first lecture, because I use the definition of economics that most of us use, in, or economists who say it's the study of the of of how humans uh, meet their unlimited wants using scarce resources. Mm -hmm. and reading the book and thinking about thinking about what you wrote and what what Julian Simon wrote, uh, uh, and 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 all what you're saying, that limited resources piece might be a misinformation that I'm giving to my students. You have the blessing of having read economics, but you didn't get your degree in economics. Your degrees are in international relations, which I think gives you the freedom to actually say, well, I don't want that definition. I want something different. How would you define, econ how would you define economics to, to somebody? Help correct me in the, what might be the error of my ways. Well, um, look, um, I, I mean, I, I think there is a great deal of truth to, to economics. And uh, basic economics, as you say, starts with um, uh, scarcity. Uh, the reason why we don't measure scarcity is because scarcity is basically infinite. Um, there is always the extra, um, you know, blood test that you can get or an extra massage or an extra something or other. Um, so scarcity is infinite. And, um, and therefore... If you focus on scarcity, it seems to me, then, uh, then you're constantly on the defensive. What I think economists should do, especially the free market types, is to focus on abundance. Not what we want, which is infinite, but what we have, what we have been able to produce thanks to human freedom. Um, and, and therefore, this book is essentially a historical project, which is why my particular education was uh, perfectly compatible with it. It's historical because we are saying, Look what humanity has gained over the last 170 years. Look at how much better off we are than we were before. And, of course, when it comes to abundance, you can measure it because you can see how many hours of work a unskilled laborer had to work in order to get a pound of beef 170 years ago versus now or how many eggs he was able to get for a minute of work back then and now. Um, so that is, that, is, that is why we are, as I said, focusing on abundance and not on scarcity. And finally, I think uh, it would be very advantageous if um, economists uh, focused on the, the fundamental problem that we are trying to address in the book. And that is, how do you create infinite value from a finite amount of atoms? And um, I think the reason why in the extreme environmentalism is so popular. The reason why our message is so difficult to get across is that people intuitively understand that the world only has a finite number of atoms, right? But mm -hmm. what we are saying 
is that out of an atom, you can get infinite amount of value. So let me give you an example. Sand has been lying around the world for billions of years. And then about 5,000 years ago, we realized that by heating sand to a certain temperature, I think it's 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit, you could turn it into glass beads and later into glass jars. And then sometime later, we started using sand for window panes. Now, we are using sand in order to create fiber optic cables. So with every step of the way, we were able to use a grain of sand in a much more valuable way. All that's changed was our knowledge. Once people understand that, I think, they will be able to appreciate that we are not lost, that we are not doomed, that we can go on growing on a finite planet. We can have almost infinite growth, if not infinite. Yeah. I can't do any better than that. Uh, uh, Dr. Marion Tupi from the Cato Institute, his new book, uh, Superabundance, is great. I recommend also uh, the previous book from 2020, 10 Global Trends Every Smart Person Should Know. You should have both these books. Dr. Tupi, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate you being here. And I'm uh, delighted to have been on your show. I know our time was a little bit short, but I'll be happy to come back on your show in the future. Great. Well, you, you, you're going to regret that because I've got, I've got more questions. I'll, get, I'll, I'll send a note to you later. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back. At, yeah, ha- happy, ha- happy to have you here and happy to be on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. We need your help. Hello, I'm Marianne Kuharski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. Our ads feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy help. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. To donate, please find us at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you've bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results. The same care that we deliver our radio content to you is the same we do with all our digital marketing services. So reach out to us at SalemSurround.com today and we'll consult with you about your individual needs and create a customized plan to actually do what you need your investment to do. That's SalemSurround.com, a full-service digital marketing solution for your business.
Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today, and thank you to uh, Marion Tupi for that brilliant half hour. I'd love to have him back, but I'm warning you, the, the, the next topic I would have gone to would have been how he tries to measure resource abundance. It's fascinating. Um, it's very geeky. Um, one, of, one of the books I've written has been on, uh, or edited to be precise, although I have probably about a quarter of all the pages in there I wrote myself. Uh, but I also had, I also had some uh, co-authors who wrote other chapters, um, was on how you measure these things. So it was basically on measurement and political economy. It's right up his wheelhouse. Uh, he and, uh, he and uh, Gail Pooley have a new uh, resource abundance index, and I'm trying to tear myself into that to try to figure out what's going on in 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 their measurement because there's lots of good things that might result from that hey a reminder to you that this tuesday tune in to our sister station am 12 a the patriot northern alliance radio network is going to bring you up to minute updates from the gop election night headquarters in st louis park they'll be joined by kendall qualls and liz collin from alpha news uh at that it's going to go from eight to they they expect to be there 8 to midnight and brought to you by North Oaks Financial Services. Uh, thanks to the folks at North Oaks Financial for uh, allowing us the opportunity to uh, connect up to uh, up to St. Louis Park and do that just sort of like, well, sh- shoot, it's a little like what I do here. So <laughs> thanks, you know, connecting with you week after week uh, from uh, from St. Cloud. Uh, let me... Let me go a little bit more with you on this. There, there is a meeting tomorrow that starts tomorrow, organized by the UN, um, by the United Nations, for what's called the COP twenty seven climate summit. Uh, they're going, they're all flying in to Sharm el Sheikh, Egypt, um, and they're going to talk about how to reduce global warming. Okay. Um, at present, okay, there's no way we can avoid a catastrophic situation if the two, the developed and developing world, are not able to establish a historic pact. Because at the present level, we are doomed. Developed nations have failed. This is from The Guardian. Developed nations have failed to cut greenhouse gas emissions fast enough and failed to provide the money needed for poor nations to cope with the resulting extreme weather. The glaring climate inequality between the rich world, which is responsible for most emissions, and the poor, which are bearing the brunt of it, is now the biggest issue at the talks, according to, to uh, uh, the uh, head of the uh, UN, uh, the head of the UN, uh, Antonio Guterres, um, and and people are, you know, this is like code red for humanity is a ter- term that he's used. Uh, he's used language like collective suicide and carnage uh, to describe that. The curative impact of of a book like like the work that done done by Julian Simon and the work that's being followed on by uh, by uh, Dr. Tupi is that this this research allows us to look to see that. In fact, we're actually using fewer resources to grow than we did before. It's not that we're growing more. It's not that we're using, that the gain in efficiencies there. It is actually this. I'm reading this from a piece at Colum- from Columbia University. This is not, this is the, from the Center on Global Energy Policy at the School for International and Public Affairs at Columbia. Um, this was from September of 21. The title of the piece, Oil Intensity, The Curiously Steady Decline of Oil in GDP. Well, that's interesting. Here's a fact that you probably didn't know. Okay. Um, The amount of oil needed to produce $1,000 worth of global GDP, 0.43 barrels in 2019, has fallen by one one hundredth of a barrel each year for the last three and a half decades. Okay, so it's gone from, if I do three and a half decades, I'm going to take 35 years. That means that we use 78% of a barrel of oil 35 years ago. Again, dangerous doing math in my head. That'd be 1984. Okay, 
In 1984, we used 78% of a barrel of oil to produce $1,000 worth of global GDP. Now we use 43% of that barrel. Okay? Um, and they have tested on that um, on over longer timelines, they say. And I'm going to tweet you this piece at the break uh, to point out the, what is being, being said. We are actually producing... We're actually producing GDP with less energy than we did before. Okay? So when you say we're not cutting emissions enough, I would say, well, in fact, we are. We're using less energy to reduce less energy. Now, how did we figure that out? What did it happen? The whole point of this, of, of me bringing Julian Simon with me, and the whole point of having uh, Marion Tupi on the show this morning is to make this fundamental point. How this gets figured out is not done by mechanics. It's not even done, with all due respect to my engineering friends, what motivates the, these improvements is not engineering in and of itself. Because how do we solve a problem? Well, you can get more engineers to work on it, and that's great, but that means you have to figure out how to get more people. And that's why I asked him the question about what could we do to get more people on the planet? I live here in the St. Cloud area in central Minnesota. Except for the Twin Cities and St. Cloud, if you look at population numbers using the the decennial censuses going back to 1950. In approximately, I I don't have the new count in my head yet, but I want to say it's 22 of the 87 counties of Minnesota. The population in those counties has dropped each census from 1950 to 2020. Okay? Okay. Each census has seen smaller population than the previous one. Six, seven, eight censuses in a row. What happens when, in, in places like that? And my answer is they're kind of dying. Because as it gets smaller, there's less places for you to interact and to create new ideas. All right? I... I use this term advisedly, but it's the term that comes out of Matt Ridley's, uh, Sir Matt Ridley's work, um, uh, and and what Matt Ridley called it was was when ideas have sex. When ideas come together to make new ones, but ideas don't exist in nature. Where do ideas exist? They exist in your head. They're up here. I'm pointing to my, you can see me on radio pointing to my forehead, right? Um, Your ideas exist up here. And those ideas are, are the way in which we keep being able to produce more and more. I'm going to read you this. This is from two, this is from, from Tupi's intro to this new abundance index they're creating to the measure the availability of resources. The, re- the world is a closed system in the way that a piano is a closed system. The instrument has only 88 notes, but those notes can be played in a nearly infinite variety of ways. The same applies to our planet. The Earth's atoms may be fixed, but the possible combinations of these atoms are infinite. What matters then is not the physical limits of our planet, but human freedom to experiment and reimagine the use of resources that we have. And that's the other part of this story that needs to be told. And he did so kind of sort of a little bit at the end, but I wanted to reemphasize this. You can't just decide, well, we'll have more kids and everything will be hunky-dory. No. What needs to also exist are the institutions that allows them to create ideas and then to interact with others, to freely combine ideas, some that will work, some that will fail, 
and and then the ability for them to be transmitted through the rest of the world. I'm in the business of transmitting information. That's here on the radio show, here at the university, in my writings. I'm trying to transmit information. I'm trying to transmit ideas. I'm seeking other people to bring their ideas to me. I'm super interested in the work that Pooley and Tupi are doing because it's a new way of trying to measure how, because I'm trying to measure how it is that economies are in fact taking advantage of of the ideas in their country to find new ways to manipulate atoms. Because frankly, until I read the, the intro to this book, and in fact it was the preface that was written by George Gilder, I hadn't thought about it in terms of reorganizing atoms. It's a new way for me to think about that. But I believe that that's a very important way in which this research can really tell us what we need to know. We need to figure out not just how to have more people and to make having more children desirable, while at the same time recognizing, of course, that better opportunities mean that People are going to have fewer kids because their opportunity cost of being home taking care of an infant is higher. But it does mean the it does mean paying good attention to what options are there for child care, what, what options are there for, for housing. Those things matter, and that's one of the reasons why I still spend a lot of time thinking about that for a community like mine. How do I have enough housing here? How do I have, have opportunities for child care so that one parent isn't always like, well, I can't afford to send my kid to child care, so I'm only going to work a part-time job. You want to solve a labor force participation issue? Let's try that. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Often the size of the fish grows each time you tell the story. The roller coaster gets a little taller, and the starry night sky gets even starrier. That's because the magic of some Minnesota moments is hard to put into words. The memories that become part fact, part feeling, but 100% real. Plan your dream trip at exploreminnesota.com. Sponsored by Explore Minnesota Tourism, aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel, the greatest collection of conservative minds, all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation, and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. Are you offended by the woke agenda? By what they're teaching and not teaching our kids and grandkids in schools? Are you concerned about rising prices, recession, jobs? By the numbers, Minnesota has also become a high-crime state. Is America and Minnesota on the wrong track? If you agree, then vote Republican Tuesday, November 8th. Republicans are committed to restoring Minnesota and America. Your vote matters. Cast it wisely. This message was prepared and paid for by the 4th Congressional District Republicans. 
Hi, I'm Anthony Commerce with Commerce Water. A year ago, we introduced wet technology into our softeners. It's exclusive to Commerce. Since then, customers have saved an average of 700 gallons of water and over 300 pounds of salt each year. And you can too. Go to Commerce.com. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much of love drives a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I let you love what I thought it was funny. You came along and Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Oh, thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to stay tuned uh, to The Biz 1440. Uh, the Bison will be here uh, at noon today for the pregame and uh, kickoff at 1 p.m. against uh, against the, weather, the Western Illinois Leathernecks. Love this. Love that name as they uh, get into November and get to the – I think they're going to get into that. They'll get into those playoffs, even though they're six and two at right at the moment. One of those losses against it uh, was a close loss to a D one team, uh, Arizona. So uh, they only have one loss in the division. So I think they'll, I think they'll get through. Um, they're dangerous in the playoffs, guys. Just telling you, they're a danger uh, for you. Um, anyway, I, um, I'm a little wistful today. I want to thank you first of all for letting me take that last segment to sort of expand on this and I want to thank uh, I want to thank the uh, commenter uh, uh, who said this needs to be the face of conservative economics I really think so uh, and I, I'm very serious about this this concern I have that we sometimes focus too much I believe on the engineering pieces the mathematical pieces of economics and and solving the problem and this is something that's been pointed out by many economists I learned at first uh, from a lecture I heard that uh, the great uh, James Buchanan gave, um, and um, uh, J- uh, uh, the the Nobel Prize winning economist, uh, I heard him at a I was like twenty five at a conference, uh, the, a conference that was meant for young scholars who were studying public choice, but one of the things he was saying was in essence he talked about the fact that uh, that we spend too much time talking about you know. How do we maximize limited resources? We don't spend enough time talking about market processes. Market processes are people, I think is the point that, uh, that he was making at that, that time and trying to really focus on a different way of thinking about the economic problem. And I'm beginning to wonder as I'm getting ready, I think, at some point. I, I've said this aloud in enough places. I don't think it's a problem for me to say it on, on a radio show. At some point, I'll be back teaching in a classroom because it's what I love. It's what I got a degree for. Um, I miss it. I miss It's the worst part of the job I have now as a dean is I don't get to teach, I don't get to teach students as much as I would like to. Um, yes, the job stinks at certain points, uh, particularly when you're grading papers and you go, Oh my goodness! Did I really not get that through to you guys? <laughs> it happens. It happens. But um, there's nothing. There's also just something that uh, uh, my home run is that look in a student's eye when you go when when you recognize that they recognize that they've just understood something they didn't know before. There's just there's there's nothing com- comparable to it. That's you know even a home run in the World Series isn't quite the same. <laughs> I don't think than that. Uh, because that that lasts a moment, you know. Yes, it's preserved on on video for a lot for for all time. But uh, uh, who knows what that idea that you just shared with them might become down the road? That's the beauty of the thing we're talking about. Um, anyway, just just a few more minutes left. We we had actually thought we were going to have uh, Doctor Tupi for a little longer than we did. So so I I. I thought I'd just pause for a second on, on just a couple more points I made. We talked about in the first uh, hour. The jobs report was no different than I think what most people expected. There was nothing newsworthy in it. So that that's the there was nothing truly newsworthy in it. Wage growth is still well above where you think it should be in a world that has 2% inflationary expectations. 
I think the Fed has to really clamp down because it's about to hit the wave where you're seeing people begin to build their their you know bargaining positions for unionized labor and coming in at five and six percent. I think particularly in the manufacturing sector and in public employment, those are going to be stories you hear in twenty three. Um, I'm I'm sort of keeping record of of he, what I'm hearing, what I'm reading in that area. Those are the things that are going to make the Fed stay at what I believe to be a five to five and a half percent interest rate on the Fed funds rate for a while. I do think you're you know, for those who are saying, I'm not going to buy a house now, mortgage rates are 7%. Well, I don't think the mortgage rates, I think the mortgage rate will sooner get to 8% than it gets back to 6 I don't think the mortgage rate's coming down anytime soon. Certainly not in 23. I still think that the mark, I still think the market has not caught up. If you look at the Fed Funds futures market, I still don't think the market has caught up to what Jay Powell tried to tell them. I don't think, in fact, they want to hear what it is he's saying at this moment. Because what he's saying right now is, don't think about how fast we're getting there. Think about where we're going to end, and then think about how long we're going to be at that high rate. Okay? And he gave you two hints. Hint one, the Fed funds rate has to get above the inflation rate. And they've told you, they use core PCE. Core PCA is PCE is still well above, well is around five percent. They probably have to get to a to an interest rate above five percent, maybe to five and a half even. Before I think they'd probably say we're done. The other point is the the other point is they're not very interested in what the infl- in the unemployment rate is, and that means really. Job Saturday was important, but we only took half an hour on it. Why? Because I don't think policymakers particularly care about that right now. Again, thanks so much to uh, Dr. Tupi for spending time with us. We're going to ask him to come back uh, soon because i got more questions uh, that I'd love to have answered. Uh, Daniel, thank you for the good production work down there. And, uh, and yes, uh, if you haven't voted yet, you probably should go do that on Tuesday. We'll be back with you next week with another episode of The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business, and just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced, and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. 
Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate, and de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer, whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested. Don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit National Police. Common ground for the small. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.